All right, I'm I'm back here again with Kevin Kiley. He's uh, one of the California legislators that took Governor Newsom to court over his abuse of power, really. <clears throat> it wasn't specifically over the lockdown orders. Um, you guys had a win. Uh, the the judge came down came down in your favor, and um, congratulations. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. We were very happy with the result. So this was you had outlined before um, different results that you you would expected might might have happened, and you said the 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 biggest win would have been if she had declared the emergency powers to be unconstitutional themselves. And I don't think you were really expecting that. But was this the next best thing? Yes, I would say this is a home run. I mean, I think that you know there's some uh, folks who uh, might have. Uh, been hoping for, I guess, a grand slam, and that would be if the whole Emergency Services Act was declared unconstitutional. But we always knew that was a uh, fairly unlikely outcome, at least at an uh, initial uh, trial court proceeding. Uh, so this was about as good as we could have hoped for, uh, in the sense that it uh, resulted not only in the invalidation of one executive order, but it's going to result in a permanent injunction that's going to restrain uh, the governor from acting in this way in the future. And this is a tentative ruling. Can you explain what that means? Yeah, you know, that's just uh, a, a form that uh, some courts release their sort of initial opinion in. And so, uh, in theory, uh, the governor has 10 days to try to persuade her to change the decision, but that very rarely happens. And given how, you know, well-reasoned uh, an opinion this is that she came out with and how thoughtful it was, it's hard to imagine it. Yeah. And, and that's what other other lawyers that I've spoken to about this say the same thing, that she was very thorough and that there are specific ways he would he can't just come back and say, oh, but it's a really scary virus. I think you need to give me these. He's got to be very specific in what he uses to persuade her. And, and yeah, other people have said to me the same thing, that it's very unlikely that would happen. What about an appeal, though? He could still take he could still appeal this decision. Is that right? That's right. So there, he could always appeal that this is right in our system is the losing party at a trial court can appeal and go to a higher court. Uh, so uh, he has a certain number of days, I think it's maybe a month or something after the decision becomes final uh, to decide whether to appeal. And uh, in the statement that the governor's office put out the day of the ruling, you know, they said they strongly disagree uh, with these limits uh, on his emergency powers uh, and uh, they're evaluating next steps. So presumably that means they're considering whether or not to appeal. Now, of course, an appeal for him is not without risk because uh, let's say that you know it goes up to the appellate court and the appellate court actually agrees with the governor and says, oh, you know, you're right, you actually are allowed to do this under the Emergency Services Act. Well, then that would raise the question, uh, what we were talking about before, is the act itself unconstitutional? So uh, a win for him carries the risk of an even greater loss. So I, I would think that as they are quote unquote evaluating next steps, uh, these are some of the, the factors that are, are weighing on their minds. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was another case, in fact, there may have been more than one, but there was one that I'm familiar with about the churches where I believe it was the Ninth Circuit Court. It, it did go to appeal. Mm. Initially, uh, his his church closure orders were, were ruled against and then it went to appeal, and he won on the appeal. Are you familiar with that one? And, and can you talk at all about how that's different from what you guys have done? I, I'm somewhat familiar. I believe if that was a case decided under federal law, and it was going through the federal courts. Yes. Uh, think, yeah, that went up to the right. Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which is somewhat notorious, although it's gotten better. Uh, and uh, 
it was about, uh, it was, I think it was a First Amendment claim. Uh, and so uh, that's different than our case because ours is based upon the state constitution and about separation of powers, which is an entirely different legal theory. So it goes now up to the state appeals court and could ultimately land in the California Supreme Court. Okay, but because it was, because, just let me make sure I've got this right, because you made your argument based on the California um, Constitution, this will not go to a federal court. There's no there's no pathway by which this can get to a federal court. Uh, that is correct, yes, because we don't raise any claims under the federal Constitution. So, um, uh, you know, it, yeah, there's no, there's really no way that it could land in a federal court. Okay. Okay. And then, you know, the big question that everyone's asking, and I've asked a couple of lawyer friends about this, and I've gotten different responses from them. Mm -hmm. Um, When I spoke with you before, I asked about what does this mean for the existing orders, for the the lockdowns, the mask mandates, all of that stuff. And what you said was, it really depends. The judge has a lot of leeway. It really depends how broad the ruling is. Um, what do you what do you see now as far as because let me just read something from from the ruling which to me as a non legal expert this sounds kind of encouraging but I, I don't know so she says injunctive relief is proper in this case for the following reasons the governor has issued a multitude of executive orders under the purported authority of the CESA many of which have amended statutory law which is what she has just ruled can't be done. Mm-hmm. The governor has asserted both publicly and consistently throughout the course of these proceedings. Okay, blah, 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 she, that she goes on. To me, she seems to be saying that these other executive orders that have amended statutory law are unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Well, yeah, she's saying that one of the reasons that she felt it necessary not only to invalidate this one order, but to uh, restrain the governor going forward is because of this pattern that he has continued uh, to usurp the authority of the legislature. So, yeah, we've been getting this question a lot. What about all the past orders? And there's been 57 of 58 of them uh, at this point. So I know people are, of course, very uh, interested in things like the lockdown, the tier system, the school closure order. But let's just set those aside for one second. And I'll return to that in a moment. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of other orders that um, are quite similar to this one in that the governor has just sort of created new laws uh, across, you know, almost every or a lot of the California codes, whether it's uh, the elections code or the education code or the corporations code or the business and professions codes, the harbors and navigation code. And that's why we call it a one man rule, because he's taking the job of running a state and just take, claiming all powers for himself. And this ruling uh, really puts an end to that. It puts an end to one man rule. It says California is not an autocracy. And based on my kind of first glance, I think that, you know, it's possible that up to half of his existing orders uh, would be considered unlawful uh, per the terms of, uh, of the judge's ruling in this case. And so we're still uh, figuring out what the best way is to move forward. But I think that the appropriate thing for the governor to do is simply to withdraw all of those that are clearly invalidated uh, on the face of this uh, order. And if there's something that needs to replace them in a given case, then the legislature uh, should do that. Now, uh, with respect to, let's say, the tiered uh, blueprint or lockdowns or whatever you want to call it, uh, things like the school closure order, um, there it's a little more complicated. And we're still uh, looking at this. And I'd be interested in what you said. You talked to some lawyers as well, what they might have had to say. Because uh, I'll read you the um, actual wording of the injunction, if you give me just one yeah. second. Uh, okay, here it is. So this is what's uh, prohibited. 
this is the actual word. This is the binding order that the judge uh, arrived at. Gavin Newsom, in his official capacity as governor of the state of California, is enjoined and prohibited from exercising any power under the California Emergency Services Act, which amends, alters, or changes existing statutory law or makes new statutory law or legislative policy. So, you know, you look at the last uh, part of that, that he's prohibited from creating new statutory law or legislative policies. So for folks who are thinking about, can this be used to challenge the lockdowns? The question would be, you know, number one, would that be considered the formulation of legislative policy? And number two, are there any other sources of statutory authority he could cite other than the Emergency Services Act? Uh, for those particular orders. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we're still studying that issue. Uh, but I think at the very least, this precedent would be an arrow in the uh, quiver of, of folks who might want to bring challenges on that basis. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the, the people I asked, I just sort of asked the general question, you know, does this, will this ruling void those lockdowns? One person said emphatically, yes, uh, another, I'm just going to look and see what this, I'm not going to name any names here, but um, one, the other person says uh, the lockdown orders remain in place, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, so they didn't really address specifically whether, you know, the, the tiered system or the school closures could be could be voided. But, you know, one person said, yes, they should be. Another said, no, this doesn't do that. It's, it would seem to me, though, that if somebody wanted to challenge, and maybe that's what you guys are going to do, wanted to specifically challenge one of the orders, this is now the grounds upon which to do that. Is that right? I think it is uh, presented, yes. I think it's prevented a potentially, uh, you know, a powerful uh, tool. Um, again, I haven't, you know, studied it closely enough to give you sort of a uh, my firm legal opinion on the matter. Yeah. Um, it's been kind of a a crazy week. So we're, uh, we're still sort of uh, reviewing it. Um, but my sense is that there are, you know, ways in which this, uh, at the very least, can be used uh, as part of those challenges. Or, you know, if you t- look at something like, um, let's say, the equity metric that's been added to the lockdowns, okay, which is now going to pull reopening back based upon uh, these really bizarre uh, factors that supposedly are measures of, you know, uh, of socioeconomic. Uh, and have nothing to do. W- Which have nothing. Yeah, to do yeah. With, yeah, exactly. Virus so, or public health or anything. Right. Nothing to do with public health. So, you know, that's the sort of thing where it kind of like my initial thought is, well, there's, there's definitely no statutory authority other than the Emergency Services Act that he could claim to, to lock down communities on that basis. And so then you have to ask, well, is he making policy then when he's trying to create uh, equity uh, based upon shutting some communities down? I mean, I think that uh, my sort of initial uh, intuition would be that maybe there's something to that. And then maybe it can be applied more broadly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as you say, you know, this this particular avenue for him has been shut down, but of course he's going to try and wiggle around and try and find some other way of doing the same thing or, or, or getting for himself the same kind of power, you know, through other, through other existing law. Well, I I don't know about that. I mean, he, you know, the, the thing about the, what he's done is he's claimed that the emergency services act gives him autocratic powers to create new laws of any kind. 
And uh, he's actually cited one particular provision of the Emergency Services Act as his sort of, you know, the, a provision that says he can do whatever he wants. Uh, what's funny <laughs> is that uh, this act has been around for 50 years and no other governor that they've given us an example of has ever even cited this provision and no court has even discussed it. Uh, so that's kind of weird that all of these governors for all of these years have never uh, realized, wow, there's a uh, provision of this act that gives me the power to be an autocrat. Uh, only uh, Gavin Newsom seems to have discovered this, but that's what the court, uh, you know, uh, disagreed with. They said, no, that's not, in fact, what this provision does. But that particular provision, he cites it in 24 of his executive orders. So I think all of those, that's where I get the number of oomph that have. I think that all of those are immediately suspect. Right, right. And that's interesting because, um, so in, in our, in I, I live in Burbank, which is down, down south, Um and it looks like, from looking at, at how they've been trying to enforce the mask ordinance, that they're relying on a similar piece of legislation of, of, city, of city code that could be interpreted to say the same thing. Basically, it can be interpreted to say the city council can do whatever it wants, can, mm-hmm. can you know, dictate any, any terms at all on the people living here. And so that's, it's interesting... I, you know, again, as a non-legal person, I would look at that and say, well, how is that constitutional? Well, that's right. And that's the thing is that if that is, in fact, what this provision does, then it's unconstitutional. Uh, That's what the court in Michigan found, because actually their law uh, kind of arguably does do that. And uh, that violates separation of powers, because uh, even though the Emergency Services Act, it was a law passed by the legislature. If the effect of that law was to simply give the governor the power to legislate for himself, uh, that would make it unconstitutional. That's what the whole separation of powers uh, issue is about, is that even if the legislature wanted to, it's not allowed to hand over its lawmaking powers to the governor. Right, right. So here's the question for for people living in California now. Um, If you're going about your business and you're, you're being subjected, let's say you own a business, or, or something where you're being subjected to one of these orders that in theory anyway has now been declared unconstitutional. Mm-hmm. What is your legal, ob- are you legally obligated to go along with that order still? Or what's, what's your legal position there as, a, as just a California citizen? Do you still have to obey these orders that have not explicitly been voided, but that we now believed to be unconstitutional? Uh, well, I mean, that's a, that's a difficult question. I mean, I think that uh, if there are, in fact, orders that um, the governor has issued that are clearly uh, unconstitutional, uh, you know, uh, by the, the reasoning of this opinion, and the governor refuses to withdraw them, it'll actually be a very simple matter to take uh, those to court and just get a declaratory judgment saying that these are mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, that would probably be, uh, you know, unfortunately, it's generally not the um, kind of up to each person to uh, make their own judgment as to what is it is not constitutional. Uh, but once there's been a, you know, you, of course, can always pursue your theory of what's constitutional through a legal action. Right. Uh, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's generally the, the job of, of the courts to come to that final determination. And it sounds like what you're saying is that it would be in Governor Newsom's, it would be in his own interest to withdraw these orders before they individually are taken 
taken to a court. Yeah, and that's what we're going to ask him to do. I mean, we haven't reached any final decision, but that's, uh, you know, uh, of course, we have to wait to see what happens if he appeals because there's, you know, he might ask the appeals court to like pause the trial court's ruling during Mm -hmm. the appeal. They don't have to do that. It's kind of within their discretion. Uh, so depending upon how that goes, but we're, um, you know, we, we might just like list them off and say, look, here's the ones that are clearly, uh, unlawful per the terms of this court's order. And so you need to withdraw them immediately. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. This is, this is good news. Um, for, for, for California anyway. Um, anything else that we should be watching for in terms of what you guys are are planning next or, um, how Uh, to, well, no, I mean, we, we're going to, uh, you know, just uh, see what happens as far as the governor's decision to appeal or not. And we're ready to go on that if we need to defend it. We're very confident we'll win on appeal because this is on solid legal ground. Uh, you know, we're also in uh, Northern California. We have 15 counties that are banding together uh, mm-hmm. to um, fight back against some of these just totally arbitrary and unscientific uh, restrictions being imposed on their communities. So I think that, uh, you know, we're working on uh, some action there that, uh, you know, we'll have more on uh, pretty soon. Um, and then, you know, the legislature, of course, uh, supposedly, at least we'll see what happens, is supposed to come back in session pretty soon. Uh, we have a, the swearing in is on, uh, is in early December, and then the legislature comes back sort of uh, to actually start the year in January. Uh, so uh, I'm working on, along with James Gallagher and uh, a bill uh, to reform the Emergency Services Act so we can't have endless state of emergencies anymore. Nice. Uh, there'll be a time limit on it. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd love to have you back on sometime to talk about the 15 counties getting together when that's, when you're ready to say more about that. Um, yeah, that's, absolutely. That sounds, that sounds, That'd be great. sounds interesting. Thanks so much for coming on again and, and congratulations again. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Talk yeah. to you soon. Okay.